Thank you for joining us today on the Beautifully Confident Show. Are you feeling stuck in your personal and professional life? Do you want to take your life to the next level, but don't know where to start? The four-week Turning Point Coaching Program is here to help you achieve your goals. Our program is designed to help you identify your turning points and the effects they've had on your confidence. We'll evaluate changes you'd like to make, set achievable goals, and create a plan to reach them. We'll work with you to develop a customized roadmap that fits your unique needs and circumstances and provide ongoing support and guidance every step of the way. We will help you overcome any obstacles that are holding you back and build the confidence and skills you need to succeed. So if you're ready to take the next steps and transform your life, join the Turning Point Coaching Program today. Check out the show notes for the link to register. I look forward to supporting you on your journey to becoming beautifully confident. Have you struggled with self-confidence? Being over 50, I've had countless moments of self-doubt from questioning my career choices to going through a divorce and trying to navigate the dating world as a single mom. Sometimes it feels like the doubts just keep piling up, but I know I'm not alone in this struggle. I am your host, Kelly Buckley, and I'm thrilled to be sharing the Beautifully Confident show where we'll explore ways to grow our confidence inside and out. We'll hear from experts who have been through it all and learn practical tips for embracing our strengths and feeling more self-assured. I'm excited to embark on this journey of self-discovery and growth, and I hope you'll join me in overcoming our doubts and fears and become beautifully confident together. Hi, and welcome to the Beautifully Confident Show. I'm your host, Kelly Buckley, and I'm thrilled to have you here. On our show, we explore the powerful connection between beauty and confidence, and we hear from incredible experts who have overcome challenges and risen to become the beautifully confident women they are today. We know that confidence isn't always easy and that life can throw us curveballs that shake our sense of self. But by sharing our stories and the steps we took to elevate ourselves, we hope to inspire and empower our listeners to embrace their own unique beauty and cultivate unshakable confidence. So sit back, relax, and get ready to feel beautifully confident. I have a fabulous guest joining me today who is the epitome of beautifully confident, and I am excited for you to hear her story. Welcome, Nikki. Hi, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So I will share a little bit about Nikki, and then you are going to hear from her about her own story and her own words and her turning point and her, what she is sending out into the world to help women feel beautifully confident. Ah, from actress to teacher to entrepreneur, Nikki knows what it takes to make those big pivots and has found a way to accelerate her success from the inside out to becoming the leading lady of her life and to live it in her own terms. Nikki is an internal board certified, oh, sorry, international board certified master success coach, master NLP practitioner, master hypnotherapist, speaker, trainer, author, and founder of Mindful Matters, LLC. Though she calls herself a personal trainer for your mind, that's what it sounds like, Nikki helps professionals and entrepreneurs break through the limiting beliefs that hold them back using her CALM framework so they can feel more motivated and achieve the results they want. Ooh, I can't wait to hear from you. Wow, <laughs> that's that's a lot of great stuff that I'm sure is impacting a lot of people. 
So Nikki, share in, in your words, just a little bit about you and, and how you got to the point that you are today. Absolutely. Thank you, Kelly. I feel like my whole life has been this personal growth journey. And um, there's a reason why somebody like me would be interested in how to change your mind, up-level those thoughts. You know, it didn't come easy to me. Um, from the time I was in middle school through high school, there was just constant um, getting picked on and, and bullied. And I really internalized it and um, made it a part of my identity. So when the bullying finally stopped when I graduated high school, I continued it and I kept doing it to myself well into my 30s. So I became just so interested in how do I get out of the confines of my mind? Because I felt like I was in prison for a long time. And my personal growth journey started at 16 years old. When I read my first book that my mom bought for me, uh, Seed of the Soul by Gary Zukav. And Mm. Yes, fabulous book. And then by uh, one day, my soul just opened up by Yamla Van Zant. I read both of those books and I became just so fascinated about how the mind works and how you can change it and, and manage those emotions that you feel. So that was really the beginning. And I just became obsessed with it, I guess, like a self-help junkie. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. Yeah. And then I, through years of therapy, you know, I just really learned how to quiet the mind and I got into mindfulness. And that was really my ticket to mental freedom, where for the first time, those thoughts slowed down. And there was a space in between where I felt like I could finally breathe. And from there, I just learn myself. I got different certifications and how to manage the mind and coaching. And that was really the beginning of it all. Wow. Oh my gosh. I want to pull a couple things out of there that I think our our listeners um, will relate to is how much of those voices from our childhood impact our adulthood and we make so many choices based on that. And it's actually one of my passions is to work with women on identifying what did those voices tell you that you carried into your adulthood, that that's, we make it our identity. And I had a, another guest actually who talks about the same thing that that she also brought it into her her adulthood, that that bullying and continued it herself because it's what you started to identify with. And it's just, it's sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. And, you know, one thing I also want to say about it, and this is something that I will speak about when I work with people is letting them know that, that it's okay. It, it yeah. I was told so many times growing up to just move on, get over it. A lot of people have it worse. You shouldn't feel that way. What's wrong with you? Why can't you just move on? You know, that kind of thing, which really can make a person minimize and shrink and then feel shame for feeling that way, which doesn't help to release any of it. So it's really important to have the awareness and to acknowledge it and then to allow yourself to process it. Because you don't get over things, you move through things. And I love that you said that, um, pointing out the 
the comparing part because it's something that I think a lot of people impose on on other people. Well, well, you should be appreciative of this because it's not this bad. And no, we set up what what our our boundaries are and what our what we want in life and it's not based on well it could be worse <laughs> so i love that you you know looked further into that for yourself to say yeah it could be worse but i don't want it to be worse and i want to claim my own confidence that's right yeah and that that's really the only way to get to that point where you can feel love towards yourself and compassion and feel confident is to deal with all of that stuff not to push it aside because you shouldn't be feeling that way. Yeah. Oh, oh my. <laughs> ah. So Nikki, tell us about a point in your life that you felt like your confidence was shaken and that you became aware of, I need to do something about this and some steps you took to elevate yourself past that. Okay, so one point in my life, hmm, there were many when my confidence <laughs> was shaken. <laughs> um, I would say, well, so I'll go back to my first dream was to be an actress. From the time I was a little girl, that's what I wanted to do. And I finally got the guts and the courage to move out to Los Angeles when I was 23 to pursue this career. And I allowed all the noise and all the suggestions that people would say about it to, to get to me. Uh, you know, things like, you, you know, you really have to know somebody and you've got to get lucky. And this is a really hard industry and most don't make it. And I remember uh, I was on the set doing some extra work on a show. And this one actor, he had said to me, you know, if this isn't the air that you breathe, then you need to go home because there's people coming in by the busloads that want it so much more. And mm -hmm. being a literal listener, I took that very literally and I said, wow, you know, this isn't the air that I breathe. This isn't the most important thing to me. I should just go home. And my lease was up and got on a plane and I flew back home to New Jersey. And then I was like, now what do I do with my life? Hmm. So that was, yeah. Wow. So did you feel like you took that to heart or you felt that it was more advice? I took it to heart. Like I said, and, you know, this is something I recently just became aware of. There are people who are literal listeners. They take things very literally and that that is that is the path. That is the way. That's what you have to listen to and follow. There's probably some rule follower in there also. Um, yeah. 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 But yeah, I did. I took it to heart. And in hindsight, I wasn't able to see it at the time. I had so many opportunities and connections and doors that were opening. But because of that negative self-talk, I was dismissing all of it and choosing not to look at it and looking at all the reasons why I couldn't achieve that, why it wouldn't work. And that informed my decision. Now, I ended up taking personal responsibility because for a long time, I blamed. I pointed the finger and said, well, I didn't make it because of this, because of these naysayers. And then I came home and I settled into becoming a, an elementary school teacher because everybody pushed me to become that. But that also was a victim mentality. And then we can't do anything from that space of being a victim. Oh, 
I love that tip of realizing we can't do anything from that victim space. No, no, yeah. you're out of the driver's seat. So the only way to get back in the driver's seat is to, what can I take personal responsibility for? Well, I chose to listen to that advice. I was the one that that put myself on a plane and came back home. I went and I took the, the exam to become a licensed teacher. I did all of it, regardless yeah. of whether I was pushed or not. Hmm. Oh, my. So just a quick follow up on, so you, you flew home to New Jersey. So what were some of your next steps that you took to, to bring yourself up out of that? I mean, because you obviously could have wallowed in for me. Yes. So what were and some I of your it. next steps? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's I all right. Did, yeah, I did for, for over a decade. Uh, I, oh I became, yeah, you know, my best friend said to me, why don't we become teachers together? So I was like, ah, oh, all right, fine. We'll, you know, take this, this, you know, the state exam. We both take it. I pass. She fails. I become a teacher. She doesn't. And then I stayed because, you know, time goes by so quickly. And then we tell ourselves the story. I've got to be responsible. I have a mortgage to pay all the, all the things. So what changed for me was about 12 years in to my teaching career, a coworker, uh, I was complaining one day, big surprise. And he says to me, Nikki, why don't you bloom where you're planted? And I didn't know what that meant, but I knew it was important. So I put it on the back burner. And about a year after that, I was dating this guy who I thought was the guy for me. I called him Mr. Spirituality. He seemed perfect. And he said to me that when you want something, you just go after it and you do it. If you want to speak, speak in your living room. You don't wait for opportunities to come. You pave the way. And when he said that, the other advice, bloom where you're planted, bubbled up. And I thought, mindful matters. That's where the idea came to me. I said, I'm teaching in a district that I was a student in myself years ago. And I'm watching the same thing play out where these kids are getting picked on and bullied and they don't have the resources or tools for how to self-manage and soothe. And they don't need to make it to 35 years old and realize that they've been standing in the same place for decades. Hmm. And so I said, I'm going to teach them how to cope, how to deal with their thoughts, how to process emotions. And I piloted the mindfulness program for a year. Wow. And yeah. And for the first time since acting, I felt on purpose. I felt like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I did it for the year. The program was shut down by the district. And then I thought outside of the box, I said, let me think bigger. This is a no. Doesn't mean like the literal no doesn't mean I have to listen. Yeah. What could this look like in a, in a different capacity? And that's where I learned about coaching. It opened up the next door. So my next step, it was, it came like years later, but sometimes that happened and that's okay because timing, you know, things happen when, when you're ready for it. Yeah. Um, plus I think those little baby steps um, and those smaller things that led you to that, you can't get to Z if you don't go through A, B, C, D. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because um, I think sometimes, you know, as our mind expands, it can't go back. It just keeps expanding. And that's what it sounds like you did was just the next step and then the next step, which is 
what we can ask of ourselves instead of, well, I need to be that millionaire now. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've got to be ready for it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Oh, I love that. I, I love all of that, you know, that you took those steps and um and talking about the the literal listener, I think is is neat because it also says something about our personalities. Because I think I am as well. Like when I hear something, give me those steps and I can do them and then I can take it one step further past that. But I do, I hear this is this is what you do. <laughs> yes. And then do it. <laughs> Yes. And then do it and do it well. I mean, everything I was always in, like, not always, but for the most part, an A student. So you tell me to do something, I execute and I do it really well, whether I like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so learning how to think outside of the box and be creative and know that there's flexibility. That was something I had to be, I had to be told. I, I didn't realize. Hmm. And I'm still learning. So every now and then somebody will say, oh, I didn't mean that literally. And, oh, okay. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I think that's out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that, Nikki. We're going to take a little break. And then when we come back, we're going to hear from Nikki about what she has going on and about her book and some tips from her book. And then, of course, what it means to be beautifully confident to Nikki. We'll be right back. Thank you for joining us today on the Beautifully Confident Show. Are you feeling stuck in your personal and professional life? Do you want to take your life to the next level, but don't know where to start? The four-week turning point coaching program is here to help you achieve your goals. Our program is designed to help you identify your turning points and the effects they've had on your confidence. We'll evaluate changes you'd like to make set achievable goals, and create a plan to reach them. We'll work with you to develop a customized roadmap that fits your unique needs and circumstances and provide ongoing support and guidance every step of the way. We will help you overcome any obstacles that are holding you back and build the confidence and skills you need to succeed. So if you're ready to take the next steps and transform your life, join the Turning Point Coaching Program today. Check out the show notes for the link to register. I look forward to supporting you on your journey to becoming beautifully confident. And we're back. Oh, so Nikki, Nikki, tell us about what you have going on, where our um, listeners and viewers can find you. And we would love to hear about your book and some tips that you have of your from your calm framework. Yes, thank you. Um, so I, if I may, I just want to finish up that story where I said about the mindfulness program that it was shut down and I thought bigger and what that looked like, because that led me into calm today. Great. What I ended up doing was um, having a, a midlife crisis at 40 years old. Mm. And that was when I made the decision to resign from that job and to build my coaching practice that I had started two years earlier. Wow. So that's, that's what I did. That was four years ago. So Nikki, I'm glad that you said that about your midlife crisis started at 40. I yes. think for a lot of women, that's about when it starts. Because I, I think we had the mindset of like midlife is 50s to 60s. But I think for women, 
it's when we start to like bounce back from what have I been doing that somebody else designed for me up until this point, because we, we just lived from what our parents told us, what our, our teachers told us, what other people spoke into us. And I think it's around 40 that women are realizing that midlife craziness of what am I doing here? I didn't, I didn't choose exactly this. (laughs) Yes. And I think mine came earlier also because at that point uh, I still wasn't married, didn't have kids. And I was told that that came with the certainty and stability of the the teacher career and, and all of that. So I was doing everything I was told to do. And then 40 came and I I started at 25. So I was like, oh, my God, what what's going on here? How did I get to 40? And I'm still living somebody else's life. I didn't get everything I was promised. So that was the defining moment where I said, you know what? I'm taking my life back because I'm not going to turn 50 and still be in this predicament. So, yeah. Yeah. For you. Yeah. So that, that was kind of, that like started it. So after I left my job, I was just completely focused on um, reaching more people, helping more people, growing my business. And I ended up coming with, up with Calm. Um, I was hired by a jewelry company to do a, a workshop on money mindset. And it was March, 2020. And two days before the woman calls me up and says, you know, the world has shut down. We can't talk about money mindset. That's no longer important. Can you just do something to help these women manage because everybody is so distraught? Hmm. So I said, absolutely. And I thought, what am I going to have two days? What am I going to come up with? Practice what I preached. I set an intention before going to sleep that night that I would wake up with the perfect idea to help these women. And when I woke up, I literally saw the word CALM as an acronym, C-A-L-M. And it's a four-step framework to get out of the chaos of your mind, to calm down those emotions so you have the ability to make those empowering decisions and have the confidence to then take action on them. So that's how it came about. And I just started teaching it to everybody and, and talking about it. So I said, let me write a book. Let me put it into a book. And the book came out uh, at the end of December, 2022. Awesome. So where can, um, where can our viewers and listeners grab that book and where can they find you? It'll be in the show notes um, if you're not able to write it down, but Nikki, go ahead and share that. Sure. Thank you. They can find the book on Amazon. They can also find the book on my website. They have to just go to my name, NikkiGanjemi.com, and you'll be able to see where the book is. Click. It'll take you right to Amazon. Awesome. Thank you. And there will be a link um, so that you can find that book. So can you give us um, a, a few tips? So if if a woman is trying to to get in that space and and calm themselves. Um, so can you take us through a tips, a few tips without revealing your whole book? Sure, absolutely. So the first tip that is coming to mind is stop. <laughs> like when you notice that you're spinning your wheels or you're in overwhelm or you're stressing out, it's to it's to pause and just take a breath and tune in and ask yourself, you know, from, from a place of 
curiosity rather than judgment, right? We're going back to the beginning of our conversation. Why am I so overwhelmed? I shouldn't feel this way. That's not helpful. Say, hmm, interesting. I notice I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm curious. What, what's going on here? And, and then listen, because every time you ask yourself a question, your brain is going to answer. So start asking yourself some quality questions that, that, that your mind is going to deliver an answer to. So that would be the first tip, is to stop and get curious about what you're feeling. Okay. Another tip. One. Thank you. Yeah, we might not know all the thoughts going on in our, in our head because we have tens of thousands of thoughts a day. So when we go through the emotion, if we, if we tune in, we could, we could understand how we're feeling, that it's easier to know something's off. I'm just not feeling good or happy or, or whatever it is. So the second tip is to then get curious about what are the thoughts? Because typically our thoughts come first. They precede emotion. So then asking yourself, what am I telling myself? What is that self-talk? And I recommend getting it out of your head and writing it down on paper. Sometimes just seeing what you're thinking on paper, you process it differently. And you're like, well, that's not really true. That doesn't make any sense. You could even disprove yourself just by seeing it in a different way or saying it out loud. That is a great tip because I do, I do feel like in my brain... It sounds like this. And then when I write it out, oh, that, oh, now, now I'm hearing it. Yeah. And, and speaking of hearing it, write it out and then read what you wrote. And that's, you'll even process it differently by hearing it. I can't tell you how many times when I'm working with a client, I'll repeat back what they said to me and they'll say, I didn't say that. And I'll say, well, I wrote it down. That's exactly what you said. But they're hearing it differently now that I'm repeating it back to them. So that would be the second tip. Get the thoughts out of your head and onto paper. Speak them out loud. And then the third tip would be to start asking, are these facts? Like, are they 100% true? Or is this a, a belief, an attitude, an opinion, a projection? And most times it is and that's when you get to reframe the thought how can you how can you how can you reframe it so that it feels a little bit better that's and great. that's where you yeah that's where you start to kind of uh, Catherine Zinkina calls it laddering up ladder up those thoughts to thoughts that are more resourceful more empowering and are more focused on what you want because that's how we get that's how we get the results that we want through putting our focus on that. That's great. And then your book goes in to a little bit more in depth about how to take those steps. Yes, absolutely. The book really takes a deep dive into Calm, the four-step framework. There's lots of stories and examples that make it tangible for how do you, you use the C-A-L-M to take that situation or circumstance that you have going on that you don't want and then get yourself back in the driver's seat so you start creating those outcomes that you want. It's very detailed. That's great. And I think very necessary for my, everyone. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I even go into how do you start to hear those thoughts? Because sometimes we don't, need, we don't even know most of what we're thinking, especially thoughts that have been on repeat for years. It's like the background. It's like the, the fixtures and the, 
the paintings that you have in your house, you don't even see them anymore because they're always there. So I go into how do you hear your thoughts? How do you process emotion? There's some uh, other exercises in there. Awesome. That's great. Oh, well, thank you for sharing that. Um, and last, I always love to hear from our from our guests. What does it mean to be beautifully confident to you, Nikki? Well, thank you for coming up with that phrase because it's the first I'm hearing of it and I love it. Beautifully confident. What that means to me is to honoring yourself above others. It's listening to that wisdom inside of you, that gut that, that you know is true, uh, rather than pushing that away and taking the uh, advice or listening to what other people have to say, you know more than you think. And when you start to develop that trust with yourself and you ask yourself the right questions, you will get the answers that you need to hear and then take take action on those inspired ideas that's beautifully confident to me oh, I love that um <laughs> and it uh, it wraps right around what you're what you did in life was stopping stopping the I can hear everybody else's noise in my head um and I think we think 90 90,000 thoughts a day so yeah, yeah, thinking like how many of those are are not even ours. They're what has mm -hmm. been fed into us. And yes, and that and our I love that our confidence is developed from from us feeling feeling that inside and being sure of ourselves. That's right. Yeah, it's a state and we have access to it anytime we want. We go inside for confidence versus outside. Yeah. Yes. And it shows on the outside, though. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it shows on the outside. Yeah. And people feel the energy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh, well, Nikki, this has been a fabulous conversation. Thank you so much for being on today. You're welcome, Kelly. I really enjoyed this. Thank you. Do you have any last minute, last minute thoughts for our listeners that you would like to share? Mm. Oh, last minute thoughts. I'm going to go with what is coming up in my mind. Um, love yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love, love yourself. And, and the way to do that is to start having a more positive self-talk, you know, just being gentler to yourself and kinder. And you'll start to notice in time that you have healthier thoughts that are just naturally come to you. Nice. So cultivating that self-love. All right, listeners, there's your challenge for the week. Better self-love. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Start telling yourself, I love you when you look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Nikki. You're welcome, Kelly. That's all for today's episode of the Beautifully Confident Show. Thank you so much for joining us as we explored the powerful connection between beauty and confidence. And if you're feeling like your confidence has been shaken, it is never too late to rise up and step into your most beautifully confident self. Be sure to check out the show notes for more information on how you can connect with us and continue your journey towards self-love and empowerment. And until next time, stay beautifully confident. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Beautifully Confident Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast 
and leave a rating and review and share this with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you in your beauty and confidence journey, visit my website at beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com.